2: This is Creativity and Play. I'm Steve Gallbert. And I'm Mary Alice Long.
0: You can find us online at creativityandplay.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Creativity Play. And download archived editions on iTunes. Our guest today on Creativity and Play is artist Haley Simons. Haley is a concert pianist and educator, as well as a member of the award winning new music ensemble Hammerhead Consort. Haley is also president of Creative Alberta, a province-wide nonprofit organization that encourages and supports creativity in the multiple arenas of culture, commerce, and education. Haley Simons, welcome to Creativity in Play.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Mary Alice. Nice to be here.
0: I know we're going to talk about your music life, but let's talk first about your creative Alberta work because I know that's kind of your very active current uh, focus and and also the connection of how the three of us met in the last year. So tell us what it is and what you're working on up there in the province of Alberta, Canada.
1: Well, um, we're very, very lucky here because in this notion of creativity and the pursuit of innovation and imagination, uh, we are thrilled to know that we're not the first to do this. And, and you know how when you buy a new car and all of a sudden you're driving it off the lot and you start to notice all of those people driving the same kind of new car and you become very, very attuned to that. So perhaps it's just um, by by sheer luck, but, but there are so many people, of course, out there concerned with this pursuit of creativity and the imperative for it, and we're lucky enough to be modeled after so many other organizations who have gone successfully before us, um, primarily um, Creative Oklahoma, which was the impetus for all of us meeting, wasn't it, and the establishing of this wonderful National Creativity Network, and we've been trying to... Sorry, Mary
2: Oh, I was going to ask you, um what inspires you then what what I know that um I was just listening to some of your beautiful pieces on your website and um i the thought came to me what inspires you so could you answer that
1: well that's that's a that's a big question isn't it, yes,
2: um, it is. what inspi-
1: <laughs> and what inspires me on Tuesday might be different from what inspires me on Saturday and it changes daily and I'm sure it changes hourly but we we do tend to tap into uh, an overarching inspiration at times um, what inspires me now frankly is is just something um, very very selfish I would say And the reason I I started with this Creative Alberta initiative in the first place, um, I wanted something bigger than what I had been doing before. And I had spent most of my life, literally since the time I was about three years old, uh, devoting it to music and artistic goals. And maybe it's because I reached a certain age, or maybe it was just a a series of circumstances in my life, but it got to the point where that one more Beethoven sonata was just not going to make a difference. And I wanted something bigger. And I thought, uh, well, because of the personal circumstances in my life, um, there was one week at a point of time ago where I received uh, a diagnosis uh, of one of my children, um the doctors told me that she was autistic that same week I received a diagnosis from my mother, and the doctors told us that she was suffering from alzheimer's related dementia. So when those two kinds of diagnoses cross your cross your path, all of a sudden Beethoven isn't that important, and I wanted to to use whatever skills I had to Try and investigate to try and make a difference to try and help, of course, because that's natural uh, mother bear instinct. So that's what inspired me. But it wasn't it wasn't like a, a divine stroke of lightning. This, this was necessity. This was uh, it had a sense of urgency to it. It had a sense of boy, I I better get onto something now because literally some lives were were in the balance here. And what I discovered was. Um we were actually very very lucky. My my daughter through a series of of uh, circumstances is now thriving and wonderful and and um does not uh, have the same um diagnosis fortunately, but there were a series of events that I thought could be um successfully replicated and help other people. And that's Part of that's part of the inspiration, which was very different than than sitting at a piano and and feeling the freedom of of some kind of connection to to a figure in the past, a composer in the past, and trying to be their translator or or feeling that that um, that musical connection, which is very special and magical, but it certainly wasn't very uh, life saving for for me or for my family at that point. So that. That uh, shifted the the inspiration significantly.
2: Well, what do you imagine as a mother bear and mother creator for Alberta and for um, the links with um, creativity and individuals and communities and organizations there?
1: Well, isn't it funny how, how that mother bear, and I, I'm sure this goes to whether you're a mother or not, but but once you've mothered something, either literally or figuratively, you can't just stop at that thing. For me, um, mothering can't stop at, at my own kids. It's it's in there now. It's in the genetic makeup, I guess, and uh, and it becomes a, a, a rationale for for everything else. And the thought of any other kids having to experience or go through uh, something as devastating and as as a diagnosis like that, not not to mention the parents, or at at the very least some some kids not benefiting from the enormous powers of of these creative cycles that were in my daughter 's life at the time, I thought that would be criminal because there would be something I could do about that, and that is what led to to this whole new creative cycle, so i just I wanted to share because you have to. There is just that, for me, it was a moral imperative. So
0: the, the work that you're doing with Creative Alberta, we should say, as you were uh, alluding to, would be building on what others have done that a lot of people may not know that several states and provinces and, and even some cities have have initiatives to try to promote creativity across their regions or states or provinces um, to link Creativity across education and and business and arts and nonprofits and government. And some of those groups have come together in the National Creativity Network, which, again, people may not know about, but they are uh, help help, uh, promote this show and produce this show. Um, So your initiative has sort of hooked into those other examples. And you mentioned Oklahoma is sort of one of the key examples that has probably done more than any other state to promote uh, the value of creativity. So, what what kind of things are you doing, building on what, what you just shared with us about what got you inspired to start it in the first place, and 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 what are you hoping to accomplish with with those kinds of initiatives in your own backyard, so to speak?
1: Well, it's it's interesting because it, I feel like I feel like a kid in a candy store with this <laughs> National Creativity Network, and when when you find a bunch of kids who are who are enjoying the same flavors as you. It's it's really it it's just it's so exciting and this national creativity network um it, it's that it exists is is amazing. For me uh, personally, it's it's challenging, it's amazing that these people are doing different things according to the needs of their own communities. And of course we all live in different uh different areas with different makeups and different challenges, and, and we all have individual ways that we wish to address those. So to see different regions and jurisdictions coming together to to first of all question what, what is the value of creativity in their region and taking a, a bottom line look at something that they may have taken advantage of before or taken for granted and pulling that into the forefront of 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 recognition and when you when you give a an issue that kind of power then it can take on a a life of its own and for us it's um it I don't think it's anything unique I think it's everything in common with what's gone on before particularly in Oklahoma because as you've said that was that was our we consider it our our big sister organization and we hope to be able to do what they've been doing but I've found personally that the magic to this is that it is the only initiative that's found that greatest common denominator, and whether it's in education or in scientific fields or in environmental departments or the healthcare area or um, even even the cultural initiatives and, and the artists, the artists. it's. It's that one thing that we all have in common that can make each of those areas really excellent. And when we start looking at how we can become absolutely the best, not in the world, but the best for the world, and those aren't my terms, but I use that that expression (laughs) liberally, then I think uh, that different kind of lens... Um conversely makes makes everything we do that much more successful that much more meaningful that much more impactful and I think there's a lot at stake that's another common thing uh common thread that's been going through that that I hear uh that resonates deeply with me is that there is a sense of urgency that we don't have the luxury anymore to just keep blindly going down this this tunnel this this uh tunnel where <sighs> <laughs> where we're, we're in a, a world that is changing at, at lightning speed and we don't know what's going to come uh, around the next corner. We do need some way to navigate that. And, and in, in part, that's part of the mother bear thing too. I want to prepare our kids because we're not prepared. Let's face it, we're not. And if we can be creative and happy and come up with some really interesting solutions and 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 most of all, be willing to look at the interesting questions I think uh this whole network of creative uh individuals and creative organizations and creative areas is going to uh likely change the world.
2: As I listen, Haley, I'm I'm pondering in the ideas um that you're presenting and And thinking very hard, that thinking is not the only uh, part of creativity, play, and imagination. Um, We have, you know, so much of our body is in this. And so it's an embodied experience and a playful experience and a sensational experience. And I noted that you are um, going to be offering an imagination conversation in Alberta coming up in May. And I wonder what you imagine... That will happen there, in all of those ways, not not just coming from that, the brain that we have, that thinking capacity, but also all the other um, pieces that we can offer: men, women, different persuasions, and all the different arts and um, businesses, etc., that can contribute to the conversation.
1: Hmm. Well, isn't isn't it interesting because it it it. Does, uh, the imagination conversation, I think just by virtue of, of having the word imagination, implies that it, it does start with the brain. And I guess we do tend to keep things cerebral, and it's a, it's a comfort zone for, for a lot of people. We are more comfortable, I feel, uh, thinking and pondering. And as we ponder and think about this imagination conversation that, that we're holding in May there are a lot of these questions that are coming up. How can we actually make this completely experiential so people aren't sitting in a conference being fed thoughts or just asking to to produce thoughts? Because it is, um, as you said, a, a very unidimensional uh, yet comfortable aspect of, of us as, as humans. So we are... Um, still exploring that. We we have a, a short time but we're hoping that we can uh explore different ways and different successes that uh have been achieved through these various imagination conversations that you've had in your country. And um we're we're still very, very wide open, which is which is nice, scary, but uh but nice and, and we look forward to discussing these possibilities with with you and with uh other members of this creative network.
0: Your um, early life with the piano, as you said, that started at three years old, uh, sounds like uh, it became something that doesn't necessarily feed your creativity, perhaps at least in the same way as it did earlier in times, but is it something that you still come back to in terms of how you... Play or how you explore, or as a break from the, the thinking parts we were just talking about that that are so related to these topics, is, is it a way for you to still explore, or or is it something that that doesn't really have a positive role and impact to play in the same way that it used to for for you personally? Yeah,
1: that's um, this is a this is a big one for me, and and here's here's an idea that that uh may may find some resistance or, or or may offer a bit of intrigue at least and and i would assert that um while my entire life has been devoted to honing artistic skills that uh the entire um concept for me of creativity was lacking and when you think about uh a classical musician. What we do is reenact a museum piece. So the process of interpreting or learning or or learning a, a, the technique and the skill, I would say, uh, is so highly uncreative. Um, it's it's astonishing. We have this assumption that because somebody is musical or because somebody is artistic that that automatically uh presumes that they have an aspect of creativity to their work and and I would challenge that I would I would really challenge that for me especially what I became was the translator and it was very satisfying it was, and, and and frankly I was pretty good at it so I may not have been the best at it but I was I was pretty decent at being able to interpret what I thought Rachmaninoff really meant by that phrase. <laughs> but when I step back, that doesn't leave much role for my own creativity. I mean, there may be a hundred different ways that we can express um, a, a Beethoven melody, but but really that's Beethoven's creativity. We're just the translators as musicians and there there is craft and there is art involved but but for me creativity like i said was was nowhere to be seen and maybe um again selfishly this whole creative initiative this this organization now is offering kids a chance to not just be the translators and not just be the middleman of somebody else's creativity and we can interpret that as being uh, the employee of some employer's creative uh, expression. I wish that all kids could feel comfortable with their capacity for creative expression. And that doesn't mean playing an instrument. And isn't it funny how when when, so often we mention the word creativity, people assume that it has something to do with uh, performance arts, for example. Yeah. And and I would challenge that assumption, and I work hard at challenging that assumption because I see creativity in so many other areas, except that. One. <laughs> so so it's a it's a funny shift for for many people because they find that that personal resistance. Well, I could never learn to play the violin or, or the harmonica or the bagpipes or or. Whatever else they wish to to play, but but I look at that as a as a skill, and certainly it's an art skill, but it's not necessarily uh, creative. So I, I want to challenge that paradigm, and I also want to figure out some way that each child can can feel empowered.
2: Haley, uh, with that what you just uh, talked about in mind, uh, what or do you, can you think of a story where you see creativity 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 in a life um in a way that's outside of performance arts oh yeah
1: um <laughs> well sure i when when i look at it it's i think we start out uh, it's hard not to see creativity if you've ever been around uh, a child that's younger than five. I mean, the, that creative capacity—it's—it's—it's it's, it's like breathing. It—it it would be like asking if we've ever seen a child eat. And I said, well, well, certainly, <laughs> of course, of course, we've seen them eat. Have we been noticing them eating? Maybe not. Maybe we take that for granted. But, but this creative instinct—I mean, I mean, that's that's who we are. That's that's why I—I I believe why why we were created is so we can keep that perpetually going. And every child should be an example, just a living, breathing example of creativity, whether it's. Um, uh, Drawing a, a, a picture, whether it's molding something, whether it's um, putting two ingredients together in a bowl and, and and cooking or eating or a science experiment or or building. As I'm looking out my window at this snowy, freezing landscape, I don't see too many uh, mm-hmm. snowmen out there. I don't know what the weather is like for you, but but we're we're we have these opportunities for creativity uh daily i mean we can we can be creative in traffic we can uh take a, a route that, that no one else has taken before certainly that would be uh considered creative and um we i i think that every every opportunity is is there we can see it uh, in so many places and 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 i dare say that that We just need to start looking for it. It is like looking for that new car. Once our shift is there, once the paradigm is there, we see it everywhere.
2: Yes, you're reminding me of my experience yesterday with my grand twins where we pulled out the uh, wet paint and some paper and they're about two and a half and so they were just going for it and having a great time and when I said I think we're going to have to um, put everything away they they literally screamed at Nana to stop <laughs> <laughs> to not they didn't want to stop they didn't want to stop and they were just having such great great time creating in their own two and a half year old ways so thank you
1: It it is amazing and, and then when we start to value that and when they when these kids are figuratively allowed to keep creating rather than having to turn their attention to something that is completely uh non creative or or pedantic, especially pedagogically in school, then then we've we've flipped the switch. And and as adults, that's a pretty big responsibility we have. And if we're going to be flipping that switch, we'd better be able to flip it back the other way. Or that okay. switch eventually gets turned off and it's all based on on what we value and kids are very very perceptive if we are valuing their creative output they do more and they think it's okay and if we're valuing something purely because of uh an innovative factor that's dependent on on the economy or or whether somebody's going to be paying for it or or what the economic benefit is it, i i fear that that we as a society become um maybe not
0: altruistically motivated then. Uh, I know that you've looked at lots of resources as you've begun to build Creative Alberta and and uh, by extension the work that you're doing to promote creativity and education in communities and organizations and I know you've thought about it a lot as you said a moment ago. So. Of all that stuff that you've looked at and, and have thought about and the people you've met, what, what are some resources that you recommend to people that are either interested on a personal level to develop creativity or are interested in the kinds of things you're doing in a broader sense in a community to promote creativity, um, again, across sectors and, and throughout cities or states or provinces?
1: Um, I I think... What I I would recommend anybody doing, first of all, is figuring out what they themselves mean by creativity. And to do that, I think you have to explore what other people think of as creativity, because the one thing I've learned is that my definition of creativity uh, could vary extremely from someone else's or some other organization's. Figure out first what you mean by creativity. Figure out what other people mean by creativity and see what resonates with you because we will have different uh, parameters and, and different methods of assessment and and then find people who have uh, done something like that before or find out what you want to do and find out whether anybody has done something like that before. In creativity, um, I I think, for me at least, I... I have that uh, attached uh, presumption that it involves a verb. So creativity, for me, involves doing something. We could certainly think creativ- creatively, but, but again, marie that's what you referred to as, as being in your head. So if we change creativity into a verb and figure out what we can do creatively, I think that might lead us down um, some path. Other than that, I, I, the beauty of it is... is is exploring. So I, I certainly can't be a tour guide in that regard. I think I think the uh, the adventure is is the the be all end all of creativity.
0: In in the remaining minute or so, any specific books or websites or people that you point people toward?
1: Absolutely. On that journey? Absolutely. First and foremost, uh check out the National Creativity Network. Um that's that's just such a uh rich even even though new um organization uh Lincoln Center of course is is the cornerstone and has been uh for creativity for many 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 decades and the creativity in play there are so many and one leads to the other and um that that in itself is weeks and months and and years of of research and discussions but most of all just talk just the relationship of talking and that initial conversation um leads to more and and that's what i would recommend
2: and to know that there are um international districts of creativity as well which you uh in Cre- creative Alberta are striving to become a part of it and as the second north american recognized um group entity nonprofit. so um want to mention that, too, that all over the world um, people are creating.
1: It is. It's a global... Mm
0: -hmm. So, coming out of um, the Flanders Districts of Creativity in in Europe, which, again, we should have mentioned earlier, just uh, hosted another Creativity World Forum, which again was something that this country has begun to pick up on as well through the work in Oklahoma, and by extension uh, the other initiatives going around Going out around the country and in Canada um, on this on this side of the Atlantic. So, well, Haley, thank you so much for talking to us. As you suggest, we do to uh, tap our creativity and imagination. And and we very much thank you for joining us on Creativity and Play.
1: It is absolutely my pleasure and delight to speak with you both. And and congratulations on everything you're doing here.
0: Thank you. And Haley Simons is a musician, educator, and president of Creative Alberta. Our theme music is Kindergarten, composed and performed by Jonathan Batiste. You can listen to this show and previous shows again and find more information about our guests and coming shows at creativityandplay.com. And find Creativity and Play on Twitter, Facebook, and iTunes as well. Creativity and Play is a production of the International Center for Creativity and Imagination in partnership with the National Creativity Network. I'm Steve Dolber,
2: And I'm Mary Alice Long. Thank you, Haley, so much for joining us. Thank you. With Lucky Land Slots, you can
1: get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.